0: all God's people said. If we haven't told you, let me be the first to say it to you or let me say it to you another time. We are grateful that you are here. It's so awesome just to see God's goodness today. Amen. And my prayer is, is that as you gather in this place, or as, or as we gather in all of God's creation, first of all, we take some ground rules and put it down for you. First of all, your kid making noise doesn't bother me. All right? Because we're outside and everything in the world you can see. I'm just glad you and your kids are at church today. Can I get an amen? Amen. Because it would have been real easy to have slept in. It would have been really easy to say, hey, we're just going to have a family day. But church, when you think about what Jesus Christ has done for us, you cannot help but rise and rejoice over the fact that on this morning, 2,000 plus years ago, they went to see, they went to see Jesus. They actually went to make sure that his body was properly prepared burial but when they got there he was gone church I don't know if you just heard me but when they got there he was not there he was risen can we show some love to that this morning there is a story in John chapter 11 that I want to gain most of my teaching from this morning Michael, if you don't mind if you'll turn these off for me, that would be awesome. In John chapter 11, Jesus has a really close friend named Lazarus. And his friend Lazarus has fallen he's fallen sick. And I want to read some of these verses to you this morning because It's hard for us, church, to identify with the fact that God raised Jesus from the dead. What I mean by that is it's hard to think about the fact that a guy would live 33 years of his life, live a perfect life, a sinless life, then die the most gruesome death on the cross that you could ever imagine, be buried in a tomb three days, and then three days later come back from the dead. It's hard for us to fathom that. But to be honest with you, church, it's a little easier to grasp that when we think about the fact that not only was he fully man, but he was also fully God. But church, when you think about Jesus, his friend Lazarus, and for you that know the story, you know that Jesus also raised him. It's a little easier to identify with Lazarus because Lazarus is a regular man just like you and I are. He's a regular person. But where we pick up in John chapter 11 it says, now a certain man was ill, verse 1, Lazarus of Bethany in the village of Mary and her sister Martha. And it was Mary who anointed the Lord's with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters, listen to this verse in verse 3. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard, he said, this, is, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Verse 5 says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea again. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking us to stone you, and you are going there again. And Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awake him. But I go to awake him. Church, I don't know where you are this morning, but I am convinced of a couple of things. Number one, unless I'm seeing an illusion in front of me, you are a living creature right now. You're alive. You're breathing. Will you do me a favor? Turn to the, someone to your right and say, are you alive? Hey, and do me a favor. If they don't answer yes, would you slap them in the name of Jesus for me? The point I'm making is, church, is this. There's one fact in this place that right now we're all alive. But can I tell you another fact, church? We're all going to die. And you're like, oh, I should have known the preacher was going to talk about life and death. Folks, we can't talk about, we can't have Easter. We can't celebrate the resurrection without talking about life and death. So you're alive, and it is a guarantee that eventually you will die. But, church, can I tell you something? Listen to the words of Jesus that he told his disciples here in John chapter 11. Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I go to awake him. Church, I don't know if you woke this morning. And if you don't understand that word, maybe some of the young people know what I'm talking about. I don't know if you're woke this morning. I don't know if you're awake this morning. But church, I want you to know God has called you by name. And this morning, he has come to awaken you to the reality that you can have life in Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen? Keep reading with me in John chapter 11. In John chapter 11, listen to these words. In verse 12, it says, the disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he will recover. And now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking a rest and sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly in verse 14, Lazarus died. And for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there. So you may believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin, said to the fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Then pick up with me in verse 17. Now, when Jesus came and he found Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. By the way, church, we forget that Jesus walked everywhere he went. So two miles is a little bit of a journey. It would be eight times around this track to get from Bethany to where Lazarus was. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, it says in verse 18. But listen to verse 19. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. And Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask from God... God will give it to you. Church, I want you to look at this verse. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Church, can I tell you something this morning? That not only has Jesus come to awake you this morning, he's also also always on time. He's never late. Many of us can identify with Martha. Martha. Lord, you were too late. God, if you would have been here. God, if you would have just been in this situation. And listen to what the scripture says here in chapter 11. Jesus, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give it to you. And then look at verse 23. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Church, not only do I know that you're breathing this morning, not only do I know that you will die. But church, can I tell you something? I also know this this morning. You will rise again. No, 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 church. I don't think you heard me. You're, gonna, you're, lit, you're alive right now. You're going to die one day. But church, you will rise again. Can I get an amen? amen. You can always tell the people that are with us that go to a church where they're not supposed to say anything. And then when the preacher tells them to say something, they're looking around like, are we really supposed to respond to this dude? Because I feel like Granny's about to hit me upside the head. It's okay. We're in a football stadium. We We can get excited about Jesus. Amen? And one little dude over here is killing it. I love it. But check this out. Martha said to him in verse 24, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And then listen to these words. Church, if you miss anything else I say today, you miss any songs that we've sung today, if you miss anything else, do not miss this. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. And whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Church, the reason we can rise and rejoice today is Is because there are dead people amongst us and they don't even realize that they're dead. There are dead people. They might as well have their, they might as well already be in the casket. They might as well already be at the church. They might as well already be in the hearse because in spiritual terms, you are dead. But Jesus comes to awake you today. He comes to bring you life. You know why? Because He says, I am the resurrection and life, and whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives, look at verse 26. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this, Jesus said? And church, I want to ask you a question today. Do you believe this? Do you believe that you will rise and rejoice because of the hope that you have found in the cross of Jesus Christ? And not just the life of Christ, not just the death of Christ, but also in the resurrection of Christ. Jesus asked. Martha, do you believe this? And listen to her response. She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. And when he had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and he's calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come to the village, but he was still in the place where Martha had met him. And when the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have died. Church, a second time in this passage, we see another sister say, Lord, if you would have been here. Church, can I tell you something today? He is here today. God has not gathered us in this stadium so that people would look at us and go, man, look at, what, look at what that church did. Can I tell you something this morning? It is not about a church. It is not about a single church. It is about the body of Christ. It is about every church in this community preaching Jesus and people coming to know about the resurrection and life that can only be found in Jesus. This morning, as I woke early and, and as... It took at least two cups of coffee for me to get going. I went with Community Church El Español and we celebrated our sunrise service. And the the worship was so pure and so beautiful. and, And it was amazing. They were speaking everything in Spanish. But church, can I tell you something? You don't have to understand the language to feel God's love. You don't have to understand what they're saying to know that they're celebrating the same Jesus that we're celebrating right here, right now. But we'll make excuses just like Martha and Mary do. And we'll say, Lord, if you would have just been here, church, he's here today. Don't miss him today. Verse 33. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in the spirit and greatly troubled and he said where have you laid them and they said to him lord come and see and then the verse that all of us should remember john chapter 11 verse 35 it's the shortest verse in all of scripture jesus wept and church i want you to see something there because here's the reality every single one of us in this place have lost someone that we love. Every single one of us in this place have lost somebody that we care about who's gone on before us and and we have mourned and we have grieved the fact that they have died. But church, can I tell you something today? When Jesus is in the scenario, we might weep for the day. We might weep for the night. But you know what's awesome, church? Morning is coming. And Jesus is going to do what Jesus does and he's going to bring us comfort and he's going to bring us peace until we are with them again. Church, do you know the greatest thing that you can give your family, your loved ones, is to know the hope of Christ and to share the hope of Christ with them because only then will you rise and rejoice with Christ. But even Jesus wept because Lazarus was his friend. I love this text because it makes me identify with him even more. But I've got to do it a little quicker. Look at verse 36. So the Jews said to him, said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man also keep this man from dying? But as Sean started out our service this morning, it's not over yet, church. It's not over in your life. It's not over in Lazarus's life. It's not over yet. Pick up with me in verse 38. Then Jesus, deeply moved again, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. And church, here's what I want you to see this morning. God wants to move in your life today, but some of you got a big honking stone in the front, in the middle of your life, and you're not willing to move that stone. You're not willing to get that junk out of the way because God wants to move in your life. And you have to be willing to let God move that stone. Just like Lazarus, he lays dead behind stone. Some of you lay dead behind conviction. Some of you lay dead behind addiction. Some of you lay dead behind doubt. But can I tell you something, church? This morning, Jesus has come to take away that stone. Look at verse 39. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor, for he has been dead four days. Church, do you know that there is, there is facts that teach show us that people that, that have been dead for two days have actually been, they've come back to life? But after the third day, resuscitation is not an option. It is over. The person is dead, and, and the stone is there. And Jesus says, take away the stone. And the sister prompts, begs, says, Lord, The odor of death is going to be upon him. And look at verse 40. Jesus said to her, did I not tell you that if you believe, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said, this is the account of of the people standing around that they may believe that you sent me. And when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice. Lazarus, come out. I want you to see the personal, personal touch of this this morning. Because you see, if Jesus would have said just come out, do you realize that every dead thing, every dead person in any tomb, every dead thing that had died up to this moment, if Jesus would have just said come forth or come out, every dead thing would have come out. But he calls Lazarus by name. Church, hear me this morning. We're almost done. He's calling you by name this morning. And he's saying, move the stone. Come out of death and come into life and rise and rejoice over the fact that you don't have to die anymore without hope, that you don't have to live anymore without hope, that you can live with the hope and the power of the resurrection. And then look at what he says. We're almost done. Verse 44 says, and the man who had died came out, his hands and his feet bound with linen strips and his face wrapped wrapped in cloth. And Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Unbind him and let him go. Church, I am convinced this morning that many of us that gather in this place, we know Jesus we know him by name we got the bumper sticker on our car we even wear a t-shirt that says Jesus lives but church can I tell you something even some of the people that I'm talking to right now that that is true about your life you're still walking around as if you're bound by your death clothes and you know what Jesus is saying today unbind him unbind her Rise and rejoice. He's calling you by name today, church. And he's saying, I died for you. I died so that you could have a relationship with me. I died so that you could know the hope of Jesus Christ, that you could know the hope of Easter. Church, literally what happened on that good Friday and that Easter weekend was is that death was arrested. Meaning the death that you and I deserved to die was taken from us. And God took the death that we deserved, and he took our place so that we could rise and rejoice, that God has moved away the stone, that he has called us by name, and he wants a relationship with us today. As we respond this morning in our time of invitation, we're going to take communion. And Sean is making his way up. He's got these pods. If you didn't grab one, if you'll just raise your hand, he'll get them to you. But this is for believers. If you're a believer here today, this is for you. If you're not a believer, this will make no sense to you. But if you need one of these, just raise your hand and he'll get to you. Some down here, Sean, down front here. Chad's coming from the top. We got some other folks coming from the left. If you need one, they'll get it to you. And as they're bringing these to you, what I want you to see is, is this past Thursday, many theologians believe it was Thursday. Some think it might have been Wednesday night, but most think it was Thursday. It was the Last Supper. Jesus went to an upper room with his disciples, and they broke bread together. They were doing life together. They had a meal together in church. That's not unusual. The thing I love about Jesus is two things were usually present, people and Food. And I know some of you like, preacher, if you just get on to it, we get to Easter lunch. Some of you are even nodding at me right now. I'm trying. Just stay with me. But he stopped in the middle of that meal. And the scripture says that he took the bread. And he lifted it up to heaven. And so we got a little wafer. That's just the first little slip. And that's going to represent the bread today. But it says he lifted up the bread. And he says, men, this is my body which will be broken for you and every time you eat of this do this and remember of me And the scripture says that he lifted it up to heaven and he said Lord bless this bread and then the scripture says that he broke it and he says this is my body broken for you eat in remembrance of me the scripture says on that same night he took a chalice not a creamer pot but because of covid welcome to our new way of doing communion but he took the chalice and he said this is my blood which will be shed for you and he said every time you drink of this do this in remembrance of me and the scripture says he lifted it up to heaven and said lord this is my blood which was shed for them drink in remembrance of me Church, I'm convinced of a couple of things. Number one, you're alive. And number two, you're going to die. Number three, you have an opportunity to rise again. But that will only happen if you truly understand the hope of Jesus Christ. And we couldn't gather in this place today without offering an invitation. The band is going to lead us in a song that simply talks about death being arrested and talking about the fact that At just the right time, at just the right place, in just the right circumstances, God showed up and God showed out so that you and I can have access to heaven through Jesus Christ. The same way Jesus looked at Lazarus' sister and he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He's saying that to us today. So I'm going to ask you to stand. And then I'm going to pray for us. And then we're going to respond. We don't really have an altar so you can respond right where you are. But if you need to come down to the foot of the the fence there and pray, you can do that. But church, let's worship today over the fact that we can rise and rejoice. Because this morning, 2,000 plus years ago, when they got there to the tomb, he was not there. The scripture literally says, that two angels appeared and said, why do you look for the living amongst the dead? Church, many of us in this room, many of us in this stadium, God is calling us to live, to unbind the, the, the death off of us and to walk in new life that can only be found in Christ. If you don't know that hope, it's just real simple just cry out to Jesus right where you are and acknowledge the fact that you're messed up that you're jacked up that you're a sinner and just say Jesus I need you and the word says that what you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that he will be faithful and he will hear that prayer Father God, I thank you for this day. I pray for salvation all over this stadium. And God, I thank you for every family, every man, every woman that is gathered in this place. And God, I pray that we wouldn't just do this once a year, but we would do this every single day that you give us from this day forward, that we would rise and rejoice and celebrate the fact that we are alive, not dead. And because of Christ, We will live forever. And I pray this in the name of Jesus, the one I want to be like when I grow up. And all God's church said, worship with us, will you?